everybody. Welcome to this month's episode of Talking Disney. We're talking about the 39th animated film from Walt Disney Around the Classics. We're talking about Dinosaur. It's going to be so much fun. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Stanford is here. Hey, how's it going? And we have a very special guest today. Yes. We have the king of dinosaur fans. So exciting. We have Jonathan North here with us. Yay. Jonathan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. That's the most interesting way I've ever been introduced, I think. <laughs> <laughs> if people don't know, Jonathan does the Doctor Who recaps with me. And we have a ton of fun talking about that. There's even an episode of Doctor Who with dinosaurs, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was surprised it wasn't your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and but when i when we got the random number generator gave us dinosaur i just knew we had to have jonathan on the podcast so it's gonna be really fun i'm excited to talk about this film but before we dive in i just wanted to make note of the fact that this is our 50th episode of talking disney wow no way yeah can you believe it stanford i can't believe it (laughs) Well, unbelievable! <laughs> yay, yay, hooray! How fun! And yeah. and, and, and that Jonathan gets to join in on the party too. Yeah, is is, yeah. is, is uh, extra cool. Well, Rachel, it's been a pleasure. It's been it, so much fun. Thank you I, for including me on this. This is. I agree. Fun. I have had so much fun, and even the the not so great movies are made fun because we get to talk about them together. Absolutely. That always helps me when I'm talking about a bad movie. If it's more fun to talk about it than to watch it. Yeah. But I don't agree that this is a bad movie. So <laughs> The gloves are out already. It's very good. <laughs> so Dinosaur, this was released in 2000. And it's considered a live action computer animated hybrid film. And we'll talk more about that. And uh, do you remember... Do you remember Stanford if you saw it in the theaters when it was coming out? Oh yeah, I for sure saw it in the theater in in 2000 and uh um I remember initially really being intrigued by the project. Uh I loved the poster. I thought the poster itself was really beautiful and, and like, oh wow, this like maybe this is going to be something really cool and then just reading and you know hearing about the different technology uh or technologies, I should say, that were used in the creation of it, I thought I thought was cool, and then, and then I saw it, and then you know, the, all the good feelings left. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jonathan? Did you see it when it was released? Uh, no, I don't remember when I saw it. I was probably maybe the next year because at that point, I don't think we were my family even went to theaters, mm-hmm. so. I think I probably waited until the library got it and then I borrowed it yeah. on VHS to watch. Yeah, 2000 for me was when I was in college. Uh, that was like prime living in the dorms kind of year. And I didn't see it. I, I, I don't even remember, remember it that much. I vaguely remember it being like a big thing in the Happy Meals. I had younger oh, siblings. Yeah. Oh, those like, puppet things. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> oh, then that yeah. was exciting. <laughs> but I I I didn't actually, at least to my memory, I didn't see it until I reviewed the canon for the first time. 
Okay. And I had the same reaction as you. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. It was actually my least favorite in my first canon ranking that I did uh, of the whole canon. It was my, at the time that was 54. It was my 54th. And uh, in, um, in this, in the second canon ranking that I did, uh, it was, I think, 50, 54. So it was still 54, but there were seven, there were three oh, more okay. movies. Okay, there were some that were. So, yeah. Are we talking, are we talking rankings? Do you want me to tell you yeah, mine? Or we're do we doing wait? a little early this time, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Well, and again, and you, and you know, John, this is no offense to you. I'm very, you know, nothing but respect. But uh, so thanks for, you know, putting it, putting up with uh, you know, this. Uh, I have it at 58, at 59. Yeah, bottom, huh? Yeah. Oh, what's, so what's 59? The, the Black Cauldron. Oh, it's 59. Yeah. yeah. 50, I'm at 54. I have Chicken Little at 55 and I have Brother Bear at 53. So, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just pulling up my list here. I at 50. <laughs> At 57, I have Home on the Range. Yeah. And 56, I have Chicken Little. And then my top, my or my bottom five is, then it's Brother Bear at 55. Yeah. Those are, I think. Are, Home are on my... the Range was my bottom in my second ranking. Okay. So. Yeah. We all have about the same, same fishes swimming in the same pool. Yeah. There, it's kind of general, much. general direction, <laughs> just with a few specifics. Yeah. Which yeah. is kind of typically how it goes with us, isn't it, Rach, on these? <laughs> <That's> right. Yeah. <laughs> These rankings. So, yeah. I don't know where this would rank for me because I've never done a ranking. Uh-huh. Like I'm slowly building one because I'm going through the Disney canon very slowly on my podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm not like it's not like a huge focus at the moment. Uh-huh. So I'm like slowly building it. And of course I haven't gotten to dinosaur and I probably won't for at the rate I'm going several years. Are you going in chronological but, order too, yes. Jonathan? Okay, yes. cool. Yeah. Do you um, have a, a least favorite kind of current one that you just didn't get into um i would have to stop and think but yeah. probably one of the package films because mm-hmm. they're not my favorite i mean yeah. they have good and bad things about them i so i don't i don't hate them i don't hate i don't think i hate any disney movie i even have things i like about chicken little so mm-hmm. <laughs> and i used to really like chicken little I've i've now grown to see why other people hate it but i still have a tiny bit of nostalgia for it uh-huh. and i do like certain aspects of it i just wish it had been executed better so but talking about dinosaur i think dinosaur would probably be middle of the road for yeah me. i don't, I don't oh, okay. know for sure yet yeah so jonathan why do you think as growing up that you loved dinosaurs so much what is it about dinosaurs that were so exciting for you uh, i don't know probably the fact that they're sort of like dragons except they actually existed uh-huh. I don't know. There's just something about them. They look so cool. They're giant creatures that we'll never truly know what they were like because mm-hmm. we can't observe them. We just have their skeletons. I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. the mystery, the so- sort of fantasy to them because like as much as we can know, we'll never fully know them. So it's just, they're just intriguing all around. And I really like thinking about them and what they might've been like and learning about what they do know about them and, seeing different people's interpretations of them because i loved the first jurassic park that's still one of my favorite movies in my top five of all time and uh, seeing the dinosaurs that on spectacle was Mm -hmm. 
still one of the most incredible things I've ever seen on a, in a movie. I absolutely love it. I was so disappointed in the sequel. <laughs> I did not like it at all. Lost and, World? Oh, the Lost yeah, World. Yeah, I, I was, that was one of the most disappointing experiences of my yeah, young movie-going life. Not, yeah. <laughs> I did not care for it. I, I see it. that film either. Yeah, I, like, I see some of its strengths now that I didn't then, but because I was pretty hyped up, but I still don't really love it and just this to me the sequels have been very disappointing <laughs> the Jurassic and every time one comes out I'm always like oh that wasn't very good and Jonathan's like it was so cool <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where I have like when I go in I'm like super hyped I think it's the best movie ever and then as I gradually move away from it I can see more and more of the flaws although I will say with the most recent one I could see the flaws while I was yeah. watching it. <laughs> there were so many things that I wish they would have done different with the latest one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, it's to the point where I'm like, I'm not even super excited about the third Jurassic World movie, even though I'll yeah. definitely see it. I mean, dinosaurs yeah. in a movie. I've got to see it. But I'm not like super hyped for it. It's yeah. just like, oh yeah, that's coming. I'll watch it. Whatever. I... Frankly, hoping it's better than the latest yeah yeah same here i i i'm with you rachel the the original jurassic park from 1993 is is one of my favorites too i love that movie so much and uh it's been a bummer that they haven't been as good but still uh the 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 spectacle of it is 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 still kind of fun you know i mean even though the movies might not be as good the the sequels (laughs) i mean and then we also have of course we have the land for time which is the sort of the other i feel like iconic dinosaur movie and i think a lot of people have a bit rose-colored glasses on the movie i like it don't get me wrong but when I rewatched it for Family Movie Night, this was a couple of years ago, I <laughs> that movie lays on the sentimentality really thick. I mean, the narrator telling you but all about I forget the, the dinosaur's name, but all about it and his his grief and I mean the the, the way that it <laughs> it's I don't think it's as good as people might remember it, and that might be blasphemed to say. <laughs> But people, whenever you have anything that's even slightly sentimental uh, of a dinosaur, they're like, oh, you're just remaking Land Before Time. And I'm like, no. well, I mean, <laughs> that movie was in like 1988. Can't we have, are we not allowed to ever have another dinosaur movie ever again? <laughs> like if people didn't like The Good Dinosaur, that's fine. But when people were like, well, we already have Land Before Time. I'm like, that was... Like 30 years ago. Yeah. Can't we have one more? Well, and, you know, and The Land Before Time, too. Again, I don't know the numbers, but, I mean, I saw the original, you know, in the, yeah. I think I saw it in the theater. Um, and then it, it was like the direct-to-video king. Oh, how yeah. many How 14, many sequels? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I haven't, you know, I don't think I've seen one of them. But, but, uh, uh, anyway, yeah, it always amazed me is like, they're, they got increasingly worse. Have you seen, you've seen some of those sequels? Yeah. I think we stopped at like five or six, like cause oh, they were on okay. TV and we taped them. So we had, we had like taped off the TV versions. Oh, nice. Okay. Several. 
And we watched those a lot. Yeah. And I don't think we ever watched. Maybe we borrowed one or two of the later ones from the library and they weren't that great. They were very forgettable. Well, a YouTuber, Jenny Nicholson, she, right, at the, right <laughs> of like a month into the pandemic, two months maybe, she did a whole video uh-huh. ranking all four. Oh my goodness. She watched them all? <laughs> yeah, she watched them all. Oh. She's like, I, I'm, I'm on lockdown. What else? I <laughs> I've watched her video more than I've watched the, the, the Lab of Four Time. <laughs> the Lab of Four Time. It multiple times myself. I've got other people to watch it. It's so entertaining. Yeah, it's she's she is a master at. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of craft that goes into it, but just sort of talking and giving her kind of dry criticism. Uh-huh. She's really good at what yes. she does. But yeah, that's a really funny video. People should check that one out. Uh, but anyway, so those are kind of the landmarks for dinosaur movies. I mean, I guess you have things like King Kong and Godzilla and some other things like that. But well, and you know, and uh, I think that how dinosaurs are represented in uh, Fantasia is oh true. Is, yeah, is, that's a good point. Is pretty cool. I I, I that a. Uh, Ride of Spring sequence, I think, is pretty stunning. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, yeah. that's one of the reasons that Fantasia is one of my favorite films because I watched that as a kid, and it was yeah. one of the only places that I could ever see dinosaurs. dinosaurs. Like, I don't think I even knew about Land Before Time when I was really little. Yeah. So Fantasia was like the place to watch dinosaurs, and I I did not care the, about sitting through all the other stuff that people thought was boring. I was like, yeah. dinosaurs are coming. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> And it's it a was, long sequence too, yeah, right? It is. So, uh-huh. I mean, um, true. Yeah. So, Stanford, what about you? Did you grow up loving dinosaurs? Is that a thing Not for you? Really? You know, yeah. I just, I didn't. Uh, I mean, I didn't hate them. I, I was fascinated on a, on a kind of like a family field trip day. You know, we drove out to Vernal, and and mm-hmm. went to and went to. Uh, I, I believe it's Dinosaur National Park. Is the one they yeah. call it? Or is Dinosaur National Monument? Sorry, I'm not, yeah, not if I'm using the wrong name, but. Just to see the dig, and I was just absolutely fascinated by that. To see that, see that in person, and then of course, you know, everything always revolves around Disneyland. You know me, Rachel, right? And, and uh, I love how in Big Thunder, the Big Thunder Mountain ride, how they've got like the dinosaur skeleton mm-hmm. there. The so I mean, stuff like that, I think is 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 cool. That's probably was more with my growing up though. I really wasn't um, that. I just wasn't didn't pay that close attention to to dinosaurs. I've got mm-hmm. friends with, you know, I don't have any kids, but I have friends with kids that, mm-hmm. I mean, they know every dinosaur oh, yeah. that's like ever been identified, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, uh, and and that's fun. And they love the, you know, they 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 just love it all. And I'm I'm really impressed with it. But I yeah, yeah and I, it's not me. I have like no idea the names. I'm like Cranatokia. Blah, 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 oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> no idea yeah but uh, but yeah yeah if you ever come out to visit jonathan we can take you to dinosaur national oh jonathan it's so cool i need to go there i've always heard about that place i've never been there it's amazing i think you'd love it it would be really i actually have never been uh, at least to my memory i've never been it's so cool i went Again, as an adult, maybe five years ago or something, and it's mm-hmm. and same thing. It's just like, wow, this is so amazing. This is amazing. <laughs> I, yeah. loved, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and speaking of the parks, there's actually a pretty big stamp 
from Dinosaur on the parks, particularly Disney World. Yeah, the Disney World. <laughs> well, um, that's right. Um, yeah, because there's the whole Dino Land. The Dino Land and then that uh, that dinosaur ride that's that's themed around Aladar. There's like an Aladar statue, you know, uh, the main character in Dinosaur. Really? Uh, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. actually i, mean, I knew there thing, were dinosaurs there but i didn't realize it was this movie yeah they they I, i've never been there they yeah. had made the the ride was initially named countdown to extinction and uh it was just kind of more dinosaur themed generally and then the dinosaur movie came out like a couple years after uh the animal kingdom park opened there at walt disney world and they they rethemed it to uh to uh, you know the movie. Well, then I also forgot too one other Disneyland thing. In uh, you know when you ride the train around the park, there's that incredible dinosaur, that primeval world exhibit in the from the from the train uh, that I just absolutely love that too. Those they brought in these mm-hmm. full. They were they were part of the Ford exhibit at the 1964 New York World's Fair. And they 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 moved them back to California after the fair was over, and put them as part of the display. So the first half of it, you go through that Grand Canyon diorama, and then oh, you go yeah. and, then, and then and then you see the dinosaurs, and it's I I absolutely love that. I mean, yeah, I, that's I one, of, one of my Disneyland yeah favorites. Mm-hmm. I always, if I'm leaving, my last thing that I always do at Disneyland is always take the train. Take the train, yeah. yeah. That's the best. Uh, so now that we've talked about everything other than the movie for as long as possible, <laughs> now let's talk about the movie. So if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, the first like section of this movie was basically the trailer. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. With the uh, with the egg and the pterodactyl. Is that right? Yeah. Well, there's. Uh, yeah, I think there's a pterodactyl Why? among all the other things that goes on with that egg. <laughs> yeah. And that was the best part of the movie. Like, no question. At least, in my opinion. <laughs> like, that, that I'm, opening I'm not a hater, second. but I agree. I love the opening so much. Yeah, the, the opening is the best part. So I understand why they use that for the trailer. Yeah. It's kind of the similar to... It's similar to, you know, with The Lion King, how they used the first part as the mm. trailer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So and uh, um, Pocahontas, if I'm not mistaken, used uh, the colors oh, of the wood yeah. sequence. If I'm not, you know, if I'm not mistaken, as their mm-hmm. as its trailer, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And they were working heavily with McDonald's with this movie. So I recall not only the Happy Meal toys, but even within the park, within other things that that was a big combined promotion because i think right around this time is when i think it was like 98 that disney signed their deal with yeah they had that long-term contract with for like 10 years yeah and you used to be able to get french fries in disneyland yes that's right but alas no more no more (laughs) what a bummer um but it is a very good start to the movie with the 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 pterodactyl flying the egg uh, over to the other part of the land. And this movie was made with 300 computer processors to, in order to animate. And then they took the animation and they put it in front of real uh, live action backgrounds. 
So that's why it's called a, a computer uh, generated live action hybrid. And Jonathan, what do you think about that as far as the look of the animation on top of the, the live uh, backgrounds? I think it looks great. I think that it holds up a lot better than some other CGI stuff, partly because of the fact that they used live action backgrounds. I remember when that was coming out and I watched like some behind the scenes stuff because I would watch anything that I could about movies that I was interested in until the library got them. Cause we just, we didn't go to the theater back then. So I was really interested in like the making of this movie. Cause I love dinosaurs and I remember watching, I'm not sure how I watched it, but I remember watching the behind the scenes talking about going to live the film, the live action parts, and then doing the CGI to, integrate the two and yeah you can tell now looking back this the it's not perfect <clears throat> but i think it has aged a lot better than some other cgi and and a lot of the characters look a little bit cartoony not like super realistic but i think that's fine i don't mind that it's it's a, a product of its time that i think to me at least has held up better than Mm-hmm. some other things yeah it has a little bit of that sort of plasticky look that cgi had in the late 90s that i don't know just kind of looked kind of rubbery mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, but and I, there think are... they, I think they put enough texture in it that it sort of disguised that enough mm-hmm. the dinosaur yeah. skin the fur is the main thing the fur on the lamers that's the main thing that i could tell was not perfect but I still think they were able to hide the plastic look better than other yeah. things did because of the textures. Yeah. What do you think, Stanford, about the look? You know, um, I I remember being quite impressed with it initially. You know, back in two thousand, the uh, I thought a lot of it looked really good. But I'm with you the 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 skin texture of the dinosaurs. I mean, it, it looks like Rex from Toy Story, you know, <laughs> just with maybe some different colors. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I uh, it's definitely, and, and you know, it's amazing to see like how how far they've they've developed with like the animal fur and just the hair in general and things how yeah. how things things should look uh, better now than they did. But it's you know definitely a, you know a product of its time for sure. I mean, I think it's kind of hard because Jurassic Park was way, you know, way before it was the 93 and obviously it's a different technology, but the dinosaurs look so much better. It looks so (laughs) much better in Jurassic Park. You know, I mean, just generally, right? Uh, Yeah. Every one of them. I think so too. Uh, And you think that it's only a year later that we get Monsters, Inc. and, And it's just the way that that movie looks as far as the uh what's his name them sully uh, well sully with the fur but then the uh randall Randall, that's right randall with Mm. the way his skin looks i mean it's night and day between this Uh, but i think the best segment as far as the animation is the whole sequence when when the uh, meteorite hits and uh and he ends up in uh and in Alador ends up in the water. And the, I thought that whole sequence looked really good. And I mean, especially if you think like how hard it was to do water at that time, it's pretty impressive. I think that yeah. sequence. But, yeah, I agree. That's a, that's a really exciting 
sequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally agree. The, the thing about the backgrounds that I think is a bit of a missed opportunity is that because of the story that they chose, the, the, the beginning, the backgrounds look really beautiful and very impressive. But then as soon as they're over in the other land, it's just kind of brown. <laughs> that is true. You know, yeah. it's just kind of desert. And so it's not that exciting. Yeah. So... Well, and then how much they they set a huge chunk of it in that cave, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're gonna talk about that because yeah, which I know we'll get there. But I just say <laughs> that just but that really limits the color palette. I and mean, maybe yeah. it was intentional. And it's easier to animate, you know. And I don't know if it's just my TV because I don't have like 4K or something because I could not decipher what was happening in those <laughs> in those cave scenes. Yeah, it was so hard to see. It was so dark. Dark. It's not. Yeah, it's but... not just you. I remember thinking that when I was younger, like trying to figure out who was who, who yeah. got hurt. Yes. It's, it's like not a. Just uh, you. Yeah, it's like a silent, it's like a visual, an audio, it's like an auditory, it's like a radio play or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, the this beginning part, you have this egg getting tossed around, the pterodactyl flying, uh, and then the egg lands on the lemurs. And we get this section with the lemurs mating ritual. And Jonathan, what are your thoughts? <laughs> the lemurs are my least favorite part of the movie. <laughs> like, I like his main family. I like his adoptive mother, his uh-huh. sister, and his adoptive grandfather. And the rest of them, even his friend. I don't like his friend very much. Zini? Yeah. Yeah, the, the, uh, the professor of love. Zini? Yeah, he's he's he annoys me. Even as a kid, I didn't really like him. I wanted the movie to go on to the next part. Yeah, I think the whole idea of the love monkey was a bad idea. <laughs> oh yeah, cool. that was not something I needed in my life. Is the love monkey? <laughs> I think they thought he was going to be like this hilarious side character that everybody was going to love, but he was kind of ugly. He looked like he had some sort of skin condition. He just looked wrong. Plus, it feels like slightly predatory. You know what I mean. Even though it's obviously an animal, so they 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 that's what they do. I don't know. It's just like a little bit like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, agreed. If you, if you compare it to to Tarzan and his friends, because it's sort of a similar story. Yeah, with... it's, very, it's it's kind of Tarzan esque, kind of. Moses, it reminds me of kind of mm-hmm. Ten Commandments a little bit. You've got just kind as of far the dis- as the, just the initial, yeah, you know, the setup. Yeah, you got the disapproving father, and I mean, and this would have just been a year after Tarzan came out, so mm-hmm. they they were leaning on that, I think, pretty hard. And Aladair, he he saves Suri. And he he helps save everybody from the meteor shower, which is a beautiful. The meteor shower is, I mean, it's it's upsetting, of course, but it's also beautiful in the way it's animated. Mm-hmm. I think it's the best part of the movie. Yeah, personally, I with you. yeah, and and I, I think the way that they set up it, they set it up dramatically was effective too, because 
none of them had seen any of this before. They didn't know what was going to happen. You know, they didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so I, I thought it was it, it was it was effective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then they end up on the other side, and the story becomes a Exodus kind of story, looking for the promised land story. And the very first thing that you see in this wasteland is there are the raptor predators and that's definitely the worst animation i think of the movie is these pre- is these raptors look so bad and the part of them makes me wonder if they were thinking about making this a 3d movie because the way they sort of like jump mm-hmm. at yeah. the camera and Good point, like, Jonathan. Yeah. In. i saw that today i was like was this in a 3d movie originally i don't think it was i'm not but it sure made me it think was. maybe they wanted that and I don't remember if it was in 3D, you know, I don't remember. But yeah, they look really, really bad. I mean, they they look like something you'd see in one of the Barbie movies or something like that. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> which, I don't which, know if they're that bad, but I mean, I'm a defender of the Barbie movies, but those are made on like $10 million budgets for like nothing. But uh, direct to dvd this is a you know 127 million dollar mm-hmm. disney film i have a higher standards that the the they just they looked really really bad and then we then we just get in this story about this group that is going to the promised land and it's led by this guy named crone and crone is just such a such a stupid character i hate his character oh, i hate crown he's such a jerk <laughs> he's well he's such a jerk but he's his he's a jerk that doesn't make sense right which is frustrating because i mean he says that the weak will the the the, the strong will prevail and the weak will, will will be left uh behind and that doesn't make any sense literally they have predators all around them they've got the raptors all around them they have the carnosauruses that are hunting them down. The last thing that they need to be is thin thinning the crowd. They need as many, many dinosaurs as possible. Because if you have if you have a, a, a T-Rex, which is a very powerful dinosaur, then he can do a lot of havoc. But if you have 30 less powerful dinosaurs, then then all of a sudden he's not able to do as much damage, right? And so his law of the jungle is just stupid. The the more his the more his herd gets thinned out, the more likely they are to get killed by the predators who are after them repeatedly throughout the film. So he's just so stupid that he makes me irritated. I think the part of the problem is you're thinking too logically, and there are people <laughs> like him in the in this world. Yeah, like there there are people who have this mindset. Like they they are the best. I don't know, and in some sort of situation, like the people who think that they're going to be the ones that survived the end of the world problem. Like there's the memes of people talking about surviving a zombie apocalypse. All I got to do is run faster than you. There are people who have his mindset, and I think that's what they were going for. But there's, but it's so dumb. Like that's just what's frustrating because he's yeah. like a leader. Yeah. He's not just some like vigilante who, like, yeah. the kind of person that you're talking. He's, he's supposedly leading the people and his leadership is so flawed that that that's but, why it's but there frustrating. are people in real life that are drawn to that kind mm-hmm. of a character. 
Like yeah. there are people who will get behind these selfish, like politicians, leaders, like even religious figures. If they mm-hmm. have this mindset, they're charismatic enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that he was that charismatic, but there are people who like that mindset and will follow him. And I think that they, this herd was just following him because he was the one who had some semblance of a plan and he just made yeah. himself the leader. I don't know. Yeah. How, how, I don't know how their hierarchy works, but he never bothered me because I recognize traits in him that I've seen in real life people. So that's true. It's a good point. And we certainly had our share of those kind of leaders. No comment. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Yeah, Uh, but he's just so frustrating because uh, you like it's. I feel like it's supposed to be kind of the message of the movie. But the message is hurt when, I guess, when your antagonist is so stupid. You yeah, know? and it's like another level of conflict, you know, mm-hmm. that the, the, the like have to have to have the conflict within this, you know, group that's all trying to save themselves, right? And get yeah. to the get get to the uh, happy hunting ground. What's the name? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm calling it the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> the promised land. Yeah, but. Uh, the uh yeah i'm with you i was so frustrated with crone's character i mean i remember that first time i saw it and and every time since uh he he drives me crazy and i think what makes me crazy about him too is he's he's so weirdly selfish like he's all mad when and i don't jump the gun a little bit but i know we're kind of analyzing his character but when like aladar tries to help him and not only help him like save his life and he's all mad <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, and you're right. There are people that are that narcissistic. Too many to probably. Try. So it's it's a valid point, but sometimes it can be just make it frustrating to watch when it when it's like the moral sort of center of the of the film, and like because his because you're sort of the whole point is to be arguing against his idea of this of the strongest will you know it's like a machiavellian the strong will prevail kind of idea but it's such a flawed idea that (laughs) i don't know it just makes it kind of not that intellectually interesting but you have earl and baleen and they're at the back of the the pack don't even (laughs) don't don't forget (laughs) that's one of the main which one did you say i love the, I love the elderly trio. Uh-huh. They're they're probably my favorite characters. The, I don't know why. I you just know. have always loved like little old ladies and things, uh-huh. and I just absolutely love that they have little old lady dinosaurs in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> they're like my favorite. Plus, they're voiced by Joan Plowright and Della Reese, and I just love that. I remember watching this as a kid, a teenager, and thinking, "That's she's." Tess from Touched by an Angel is a dinosaur. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. Well, I just think of, uh, I think of, uh, I think it's 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. Joe Joan Power. Power. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that they got them to be dinosaurs. They, yeah. The, I just, they're, they're my favorite characters. I mean, like mm-hmm. we talked about the beginning, the beginning was, there's no dialogue at the beginning. And I will say that, I think this movie should have been dialogue free. I would like this movie would be a masterpiece almost if it were dialogue free. However, 
it would also lose Joan Plowright and Della Reese. And I don't know if I want to pay that price because I love them. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that for a second. So the, the reason why it wasn't dialogue free they were originally going to make it dialogue free is because of our good friend michael eisner he insisted that it have dialogue from the very start that was his call <laughs> and Sanford, do you agree it would have been better no dialogue oh no question i, yeah. I it's the it's the dialogue is one of the things that really drives me crazy about it uh, with you know i mean and part of it too is why don't the Carnotaurs talk? I mean, everybody else talks. Yeah, good point. <laughs> that, that also, that's another thing with Earl, because Baleen and Ema both talk. Earl does not. Yeah. He's like a dog. What, what is, like, are Ankylosaurus's dogs in this, <laughs> in this universe? Exactly. <laughs> like, why doesn't he get to be a speaking character? It just seems yeah. a little inconsistent to me in that regard, because... It's like if these other ones are talking, how come these other again? Maybe just because they're just, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But it, that 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 was frustrating to me. I think it would have been a lot more interesting had it not had the dialogue. And I I really appreciate getting your perspective on it on it, Jonathan, because you know anytime uh, Joan Plowright and Della Reese are in a dialogue, I'm just thinking, why are they in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> so I I am so glad to hear you know your perspective on it it helps me so thank you <laughs> i mean technically yes it is a bizarre choice but there's just something about it i just really love that they have two old lady dinosaurs i love it well and thankfully i mean spoiler alert i don't you but thankfully i the whole movie i keep thinking okay which one of them is gonna die it kind of reminded me this is the perspective of the pandemic but when things were just starting there was like some people who were like oh well it's just in nursing homes you know that i'm like what i know it's like <laughs> you can't just say what like, who cares about the old people like what are you talking about I know. I, I, that's just crazy. That's just I, crazy. I mean my my grandmas both passed away in 2019 and uh, they both lived into their 90s and I'm grateful for every year that we got with them. Oh, yeah. The idea of just like, well, the old people. <laughs> it's like, I know. It was bonkers. <laughs> oh. Bonkers. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what, if the Carnotaurs talked, I mean, I don't know what they say other than I, like, I want to kill you, you know what I mean? Yeah. But still. I want to eat you. I want yeah. to eat you or something. But still, it would have been better than just, you know, them just roar you know all the roars all the time it's like yeah. please. you could have had somebody like really weird voice the... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like crispin glover or somebody like that and i'm with probably you. would get into a creepy territory if you started having the dinosaurs <laughs> vocalizing how much they wanted to eat the other dinosaurs. yeah i think it would be good and so they finally get to this the water hole and it's all dried up and and that's when crone says we saved the half that deserves to live i know crone goes all goes all thanos (laughs) (laughs) i didn't even it really does he's like what (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and uh yeah it's like the uh the decrease the surplus population. <laughs> <Hang on. laughs> I mean, uh, 
And so that's when, well, we've also also met Nira, is the love interest, and who is Crone's uh, sister. That's right. Yeah. But Nira is not that you expect like really dynamic characters from dinosaurs, but she's so bland and there's no reason why they should. It's just like assumed. Okay. This is the love interest. There's nothing interesting about it. She's the girl one. So she's the girl one. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. Exactly. And so then they end up taking refuge in a cave after the carnosaurus attacks and the uh so and then crone goes off with the herd on his own way and bruton is is kind of his henchman he stays behind you have bruton aladar the lemurs and the elderly dinosaurs that are behind and they're in this cave overnight and like we said you cannot make out what is happening in this cave and it's yeah. a long time it's that a really in long the cave. yeah time period in the film and yeah, hard hard to distinguish. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the Carnosaurus's attack, Bruton holds them off and he sacrifices himself for the yeah, which group. Yeah, sad. <laughs> Bruton <laughs> takes it for the team. But again, I thought it was going to be Joan Plowright or Del Reese, you know. Yeah. Not that they would be fighting, but they were going to be the ones who died. <laughs> so. Right. So they get to the end of the cave. They think that there's a dead end and then they see a light and they are getting pretty discouraged, digging and digging. But then, uh, then Baleen says, how, how shame of you for, for giving up and gives them a big pep talk. And so then they keep going. And she's ultimately the one who breaks them through. Because she's so huge. Yeah. She rears back yes. and slams through. Which, again, I loved as a kid because it's this old lady dinosaur saving the day. It's saving yeah. the day, yes. Yeah. And they make it to the nesting grounds. And there's a... there. They find out that there's been this landslide in the normal entrance to the nesting grounds. And, and Aldor tells them the the Carnosaurus is coming. Uh, well, Aldor goes, leaves the nesting grounds, and he goes and tries to talk to the group with Crone and tells them that the Carnosaurus is coming, that there's not going to be able, that's just a steep cliff. They're not going to be able to make it and that he knows another way. And, of course, Crone won't listen. Won't listen. Shocking. Mm-hmm. And then you have Mira. She's fed up with Crone's illogical behavior and intervenes. I'm like, finally someone. Because <laughs> he's making no sense. <laughs> and the the herd then goes after Aladar and he he tries to climb the rocks and then the Carnosaurus comes and attacks Crone. And that's when Alador defends Crone. Uh, but then the Carnosaurus falls to his death. And, but then Crone dies also. And they lead the herd through the cave to the nesting grounds. And so, as 
What do you think I, of all of that? <laughs> I have a bit of a nitpick on okay. this. So sorry, again, no offense, but so there's that you know that battle going on with Crone, and I'm just rolling my eyes the whole time because it's like because <laughs> uh, it seems to go on for a really long time, and yeah. then then there's that final thing where. And they do it, and they put it in slow motion. So are you kidding me? Like we, like we're really wondering what's happening. Yeah, they're we're just prolonging our torture <laughs> <laughs> with this slow motion, you know, falling scene off yeah. the cliffs. Like, yeah. ugh. Anyway. it's true. It's like the final fight between uh, between Mufasa and Scar. You know, so you gotta slow it down here. This is we don't epic. know what's we don't know what's happening. <laughs> I don't know, Jonathan. What do you think of all of this? All the shenanigans going on. I mean, it was fine. I, yeah, I I kind of didn't really care about any of it because I didn't like Crone and I wanted him to die. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was glad when that finally happened, so they could move yeah. on from him. Yeah, they could move on from him. Yeah, agreed. You know you're a lame dinosaur if even Jonathan wants them to go. That's bad news. True. <laughs> so they go through the cave and they all end up in the nesting grounds. It's very exciting. And then you get your ending with the Nira and Alador having their own eggs. And you have Zini finding more lemurs. So he can be the the love monkey all over again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's the movie. <laughs> there must have been like no male lemurs because all the females were like crowding all over him and he does not look well. No. He looks diseased. It's like the only option. <laughs> like he's the only one. And they're like, finally a man. Well, we'll look past all of his... <laughs> Yes, yeah. and his horrible personality. Yeah, <laughs> the lemurs are getting desperate. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the clear. Yeah, you know, I think that 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 uh, you know, the promised land. What are we calling it again? Right, she had the right name for the it. The nesting ground. The nesting ground. Thank you. Sorry, uh, but you know, again that. It looked to me like that was filmed in Hawaii or someplace really beautiful. You know, that has, I think, a lot of live action. I think that's that's very pretty. But then again, everything just kind of doesn't look right. You know, and I don't know if, again, it's just the however it worked. But then also, I think by the time the other two... I mean, I was grateful that they arrived, but then also just, you know, just kept looking at my watch saying, when is this movie going <laughs> to So, yeah, I guess yeah. shame on me. No, I mean, I agree. I agree. So, yeah, that's Dinosaur. We do have some comments from Twitter. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah. They're probably so, not nice. <laughs> well, let me pull them up. <laughs> so, here we go. Let me find it. All right, we have Matthew Matthew Klein, our friend. He says, while not quite one of Disney's best works, Dinosaur deserves more credit than it's given. Characters like Alador, Crone, and Bruton are the most fleshed out. The score, the visuals are fantastic, and this film incorporates some good lessons. Alexander well, we Robinson. Talk about the score. Yeah, I do like the score. Oh, yeah, I that's love true. The score, the score, that James Newton score is really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I listen to good. the as much as I like the movie and watch the movie. I listen to the soundtrack way more i bought the soundtrack when mm-hmm. it came out I, yeah I, I had that on repeat for probably years yeah oh it's good stuff yeah yeah that's good, true yeah 
Uh, Alexander Robinson says, I don't dislike it, but I liked it better when it was called The Land Before Time. (laughs) 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 Richard Southworth, he says, not very good. It might have been better if the animals didn't talk, as the original teaser suggested. Uh, Tony P1821 says, I say underrated. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Not my favorite Disney film, but I do like it. Uh, Nicole Stayed Home says, Major props for the cinematography. It was a huge undertaking in the late 90s, but the story was not as strong. Jacob Martin says, not a fan. The visuals were incredible for the time, and I love the score. But the narrative is a dud, and I don't care for any of the characters. Honestly, wish this was more of a visual movie with no dialogue than the dull version we got. Uh, Film Focus 55 says, ah, dinosaur. I do have fond memories of watching it on VHS. I rewatched it a few months ago, and while I don't love it, I do enjoy it a lot. It's still visually impressive for its blending of visual effects and live action footage. Let's see, I'll do a couple more. Reese's review says, the animation is definitely amazing. However, the live action backgrounds often make me think of something like a museum documentary. The characters are okay. But to the film's credit, I think the third act is built towards and executed very well. Not my favorite, but still enjoyable. One last one from Kylo. He says, admirable effort. Should have been the silent movie it was initially planned to be. Not big on the characters or the dialogue opening. Uh, Three minutes is genuinely good. And the score as well liked it a lot better as a youngin. So there we go. There's some of our listeners' thoughts Excellent. on <laughs> dinosaur. I'm glad and... they weren't too negative. No, <laughs> hey, there you go. I thought they were. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, uh, we all agree. Add it to the list of Michael Eisner choices. Yeah, <laughs> problematic because <laughs> that was. We all seem to agree that it would have been better sans dialogue. Mm. Even though I love Joan Plaire and Delores, I'm pro. I'm Even though I love them, I we do can agree use them in something as else. Whole, <laughs> as a whole, it would have been better as like a silent dialogue free movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, very good. So, for our next month in Talking Disney, our next episode, the random number generator has given us very exciting number 27. We are doing The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Yay. And you don't even know this. I just just finalized this with my sister uh, on the phone before we started this. My we're gonna have my sister Megan Lloyd, Megan Wagner Lloyd, on the podcast. She is a published children's book author. So I thought, how perfect! Oh, outstanding! To have her on to talk many adventures of Winnie oh, the Pooh. Definitely. And so that's gonna be really fun Wonderful. as our guest for that one. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. And Jonathan, thank you so much for coming oh, on. Thank yeah, you. thanks for having me. It was thank a lot you. of fun. Thanks, thanks for putting up with my bad attitude, Jonathan. <laughs> I appreciate it. And thanks for helping me see the movie in, in a new light. Because <laughs> I, I do call this movie, this is a dinosaur, the NyQuil film. Because <laughs> it's so boring to me. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah, all. I get why people don't like it. I just, I mean, I like dinosaurs, so I probably am able to forgive more than other people. <laughs> yeah. So I really appreciate it. Well, what's going on on your channel, your podcast? What are you, what are you doing? Where can people find you? Well, I have two podcasts, and for people who like animation, I'm working on a 2020 animation recap. My friend Katie is joining me, and we're going to be ranking all the animation from last year. Mm -hmm. 
And I have my other podcast is Every Version Ever. And right now we're going through different versions of Little Women. And Rachel is a guest on one of those episodes. So yeah. you might want to check that out. Yeah, definitely. We'll have that in the description. You also definitely check it out. And Stanford, where can people find you? On Twitter, I'm at Stanford Clark. And I have a movie podcast and blog at moviespastandpresent.com. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So make sure to check that out. Make sure you're following us at Disney Talking on Twitter. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate those. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. And also make sure you check out the Hallmarkies podcast. Do lots of fun stuff over there. And I uh, appreciate that support. We also have our patron group and our merch store, which has half Hashtag animation junkie shirts. And so you really would enjoy those. So check it out. And thanks so much, everybody. And we'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.